Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Saturday, August 10th. We are into the heart of... Not really the heart. We're just we're just breaking through the surface of another fantasy football year, another fantasy football season. Preseason games have started. Training camps are well into action, and we had our first games this weekend. We have all kinds of fun stuff for you on the podcast. As um, as like last week, Dan is out of town again, so you're stuck with me. However, we do have a special guest with us coming up a little bit later on. We are going to be doing our mock drafts. We have a 10-team Dynasty first-round mock draft, and we also have the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football League first-round Keeper League draft. It's a 14-teamer. So I'm going to have Wayne, our executive producer, he's going to be here on, on, on air with me a little bit later on in the podcast, and we're going to go through those two drafts really quickly. Um, he did a lot of work on this, so I'm going to give him my suggestions, and he's going to he's going to give me all the the stats and tell me why I'm crazy. But uh, that'll be later on. Um, don't forget to check out the website mycffl.com. Mycffl.com. Everything we talk about is going to be there. I'm going to go through my predictions for the AFC and NFC finishes this year. Uh, I was going to do that with Dan, but he's not here again this week, so. Um, I wanted to get mine up there and we can, we can run through his the next time he's here, but I wanted to get those up there because we're getting close to the start of the season. Uh, questions, comments, concerns. Well, actually on the website, all the news and notes that we talk about, the links are there, the links for the news and notes that, that I'm going to be going through in a little bit. That's all there. You can check on those. We also have the fantasy girl of the week. We'll have that coming up later. Uh, maybe Wayne will want to stay around and, and, do some guessing on the, the measurements for us. since It's a little more fun when there's somebody here to guess those rather than me just reading them off and, you know, not laughing at uh, whatever we're doing. Um, so we have that coming up. You got questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email us, cffpodcast at hotmail.com, or you can get Dan at strap1971 at yahoo.com. Also, we have the fan line, 414-520-8249. Give us a call. Leave a message. We'll play it on the air. Leave a text. We'll read it on the air. Whatever you want to do. But first, we need to remind everybody about our contest for this year's football season. Usually we have a beat the host segment every week where one person gets a chance to try and beat Dan and myself and win some great prizes. We've changed it up for this year. It's still going to be beat the hosts, but it's going to run all season long. And we're going to have 14 of our wonderful contestants, up to 14 of our wonderful contestants, playing along in the game with us this year. This is how it's going to work. Um, Like I said, 14 contestants. It's going to run through the entire NFL regular season. If you wish to participate, you're going to need to be available each week in case you are the low team of the week because there's there's some things you're going to need to do if you wish to. And you're going to be doing it on, on the podcast with us. To enter, simply send us an email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com. In the subject line, include the words, beat the hosts. 
in the body of the email. Leave your name, your phone number, and your address. Um, That's all we need. Beat the host in the subject line, your name, your number, and your phone your name, your phone number, and your address. It's all we need. You can also enter on the fan line, send a text to 414-520-8249. Include beat the host in the message along with your name, your email address, and your home address. That's it. There will be a random drawing from all the entries that, that show up before the deadline, and we're probably going to make that deadline. It, we're going to give you at least one more week, maybe two we gotta got to go through the calendar and find out exactly when we want to get all this done. But uh, you, have at least, you have at least one week and possibly two weeks to get your entries in. Uh, they're starting to come in fast and furious, so uh, don't miss out. So from those contestants that are all enter in, we're going to draw 14 of them randomly for this year's contest. Prior to the kickoff of the first week of the NFL, there's going to be an email draft uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send out a Google Doc to all the contestants. They're going to be able to be online and make all their picks. Each contestant in a draft scenario, it's going to be a little a little serpentine draft. Um, the, the draft order will also be picked in random. So the way it's going to work, each contestant will select one quarterback, one running back, one receiver, one tight end, and one defensive special team. And then each week... There will be points awarded for performance. One point for every 10 yards rushing, receiving, or throwing. Six points for every touchdown. And defensive special teams will receive one point for every sack or turnover, as well as six points for every defensive or special teams touchdown. After the contestants have picked their teams, Dan and I will select our teams from the remaining players, and we'll do that on the podcast right before the contest starts. Each week... The contestant that finishes with the least amount of points will be our guest on the podcast for that week, and they're going to be allowed to switch any one of their players with any one of the players from the same position from any one of the other teams except the team that finishes the week with the most points. The lowest scoring team will also be able to switch a player with a player from the free agent list of players should they choose to do so. So that means each week the person in in last place for that week will be able to switch one player with another player from another team. We'll be able to switch one player from a player from the from the free agent list of people that aren't on teams, or they could just leave their team the way it is. It's completely up to them. They can switch one player, two players, or no players. Whatever they want to do. For doing this, each contestant is going to receive a Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast baseball cap just for being in the contest. And there's also going to be a season-ending prize that will be awarded to first place, second place, and the third place contestants. And those contestants will be first, second, and third. That doesn't include where Dan and I finish, which will be first and second, the way it should be. So don't forget, get entered into the contest. It's Beat the Hose for 2019. All the in, in, all the information, all the uh, rules and everything, they're right on the website, mycffl.com, right on the homepage, right beneath the Fantasy Draft 27 banner. Uh, that's it. I think that's everything, right? Uh, I told you what we got going on today. I told you you got a special guest. Gave you all the information. Uh, check us out on all your favorite podcast things, which you're doing already if you're listening to this. But, you know, hey, let some fans know. Let some of your friends know that 
It's a pretty fun podcast. And then they can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, any place where you can find your podcast stuff. I believe we're there. And leave us a review. Leave us a review if you want. Give us five stars. That helps in the in the rankings on the podcast thing because you as you know as I do, there's tons of podcast things out there. So that's it. Um, it's time for some news and notes. Shall we do that? That's right, it's time for the news and notes. And there's not a lot of interesting stuff happening in the NFL this week, but there is some informative stuff this week. So let's get into that. And like I said, the links for all the news and notes that we're giving you right now, they're up on the website. So you can click on them and read more rather than just what I'm giving you. Um, We're going to start with the Baltimore Ravens. And you talk about a team that doesn't really know what they're planning to do this season. That's the Baltimore Ravens. We were discussing about uh, maybe two episodes ago, how the coaching staff has said that Lamar Jackson will be running the ball, the ball as much, if not more, than he did last season. Well, someone better tell Lamar Jackson this plan. Jackson was recently on the Rich Eisen show, and he said the following, I don't expect to carry the ball as much as he, I did during his my rookie season, uh, when I, and uh, that's the year he set the NFL single-season record for rushing attempts by a quarterback. So I guess as fantasy GMs, you're all going to have to decide for yourself who's actually telling the truth and what it's going to mean for the season. Personally, I think he's going to be running the ball a lot because, frankly, I still don't think he can throw the ball. He's not accurate. He's got... <sighs> Think Michael Vick when Michael Vick first started. He has this rocket arm, apparently, but it's not very accurate. Yeah, the ball might, at least Michael Vick had a beautiful spiral on, on the ball when he threw it, but it just didn't hit the target when he where he was throwing it to. And it's kind of the same thing with Lamar Jackson, only not as pretty of a spiral. So uh, if, it was, if it was me, I'd be thinking Lamar Jackson's going to be running just as much as he did last season. I, I don't buy into this thing where Lamar Jackson thinks he's now, um, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and Brett Favre and Tom Brady and, and, and those kind of guys who throw the ball a lot. Next, Bruce Arians, coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, has recently said that second-year running back Ronald Jones is going to be a happening player in 2019. He's an explosive player, and he's going to make big plays, uh, Arians said. Um, in my draft scenario, I'm a Ronald Jones fan. I kind of like, I liked him a lot last year when he was, um, a rookie. I thought he was going to take over the, the, the running back role. Um, now this year they still have Peyton Barber. Now they have Ronald Jones. I think they're both going to play, um, their own kind of role in, in, in the offense, but I still think I'd rather have Ronald Jones over Peyton Barber. He's a bigger, stronger guy. A um, little more offensive opportunities there for him. So if it's if it's up to me, I'm more of a Ronald Jones guy. I'm, I I think I'd rather have him over Peyton Barber. But yeah, that's me. I I drafted him last year in some of my leagues and uh, as a rookie, and that didn't go over very well because he didn't play much if at all. So another question here is is a is a hypothetical, so not a hypothetical is the word, but it's a question I'm just going to ask. I'm not expecting anybody to answer, but you'll, you'll answer to yourself. So, so the question is, 
If you're in the main part of the United States right now, what's the temperature outside? And, and, and knowing that answer, can someone explain to me how Antonio Brown got frostbite on the bottom of his feet? The, the next question is, is anybody actually falling for this BS from, the, from, from Antonio Brown? He says he got the frostbite while in a cryogenic therapy chamber when he didn't have the correct foot coverings on. And I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> the, the good Lord gave me a common sense, common sense talent that I'm going to use and I use every day in my life. But right now I'm telling you that that's bullshit. The, the frostbite is on the bottom of his feet. Now, common sense tells you, let's say this cryogenic chamber really is um, so cold that he's going to get frostbite, if, if possible, on unprotected areas of his body. The bottom of his feet are not being subjected to the cryogenic therapy because they're covered and protected by the floor of the chamber. The, the frostbite isn't on the top of his feet where you know it's free to the air and to all the cryogenic coldness that's going around it's the bottom of his feet only and then if he's got frostbite on the bottom of his feet which which are protected by the floor of the chamber why doesn't he have frostbite on the rest of his body the rest of his body was open to the cryogenic therapy chamber nothing covering it um obviously we saw the picture so there's something wrong with his feet but I don't think it's frostbite. And if it is frostbite, I think it's a little more serious than what, what's being led on by the team and by Antonio Brown. Because I'm telling you right now, and I'm not saying that this is the same thing, but when I was a kid, I had to go to a uh, dermatologist as a child because anytime I went into a, a swimming pool, um, the bottom of my feet would peel after I got out of the swimming pool and, and like just sections of skin would peel off and they, they didn't know if it was the chlorine in the water or or what it was but I had to go through all kinds of um, you know therapy is the right word but it was with heat lamps on the bottom of my feet every day and and uh, run to Green Bay every every three weeks just to see the dermatologist doctor guy to see what my feet were and Nobody ever figured out what the problem was, but uh, to this day, I am not a fan of going into chlorinated pools or stuff like that. Not only because you know damn well every kid's peeing in those pools, but I, you know, I don't want my feet peeling like they used to do like with all that stuff. But uh, anyways, I digress. I don't buy the Antonio Brown thing. And the other thing, um, I'm thinking Dan had a pretty good... Uh, bold suggestion when he said that Antonio Brown's going to miss some games this year, either due to injury or due to his douchebaggery. Because uh, did you hear the latest thing about him not wanting to play if he can't get his helmet from last year? Because now apparently the uh, the timeline has gone out from all the veterans that were playing with old unapproved helmets uh, that they now have to play with the new helmets. So Antonio Brown is not happy with that. He doesn't want to play with the new helmets. Um, and he said that he's going to quit football if he can't use the same helmet he was using before, ones that are now banned. 
Uh, hey, buddy, Tom Brady can switch helmets and, and still play. You'll be able to do the same thing. Settle down. Act like an adult. Um, expectations have changed, haven't they, in Houston? Just last episode, we were talking about how Deonta Foreman was going to need to prove himself this year in order to become the guy in Houston. And just like that, you hear that, my little finger snap, just like that, he's been waived by the Texans. The Texans had said that it was his work ethic and habits that were at the root of the, the action behind getting rid of him. He wasn't showing up to meetings on time, and other things were also an issue, which with that cut made, the Houston Texans then made a huge move in training camp by trading a conditional fourth-round pick that could become a third-round pick to the Browns for the rights to running back Duke Johnson. This is a huge move, and I think it's going to easily help propel the Texans to the playoffs this year. Duke Johnson has been one of the best receiving backs in the league. He has also shown a major explosiveness while running the ball. Um, the obvious question is, will Duke Johnson be able to take the starting position away from Lamar Miller? Now, I think we're going to need to watch the rest of training camp closely. Personally, I feel the Texans wouldn't have made this move if they didn't have plans for Johnson as the lead back. After all, Lamar Miller is on the older side of things and isn't really that great of a talent. I mean, they were con comparing him kind of the same thing to Deonta Foreman, and uh, we all know what that did for him. Seattle muscle man, wide receiver DK Metcalf, has suffered an oblique injury in practice. Now, not to say I told you so, but what two guys on one of your favorite podcasts out there uh, in the podcast world, have been saying that DK Metcalf having practically zero body fat was not the great thing everyone was making it out to be. Remember, uh, shoot, I just forgot, Herschel Walker? Herschel Walker was nothing but an injury machine, and they all, everybody kept pointing to the fact that he had uh, practically zero body fat. I'm telling you again, body fat, as bad as that word sounds, Protects your muscle and bone structure. Being a muscle guy may look good for the ladies, but it doesn't make you a world-class athlete. Never forget, Metcalf has had durability problems in college, and I'm telling you, he's going to miss some significant time this year due to the fact that he has almost zero body fat. Mark my words, he's going to need to eat a burger or two and get rid of a little cut abdomen that he has his abs don't need to look that pretty. They're under a jersey anyway. Protect your body so you can play a full season and you can play a full career. Now, I'm, I'm starting to think that the injury for this year in the NFL is going to be the thumb and fingers. We had a couple to announce last week, and now we have another for this week. This time, it's Houston backup A.J. McCarron, who's likely to miss the rest of the preseason after injuring his thumb in practice. Prior to the injury, McCarron was thought to be the primary backup to Deshaun Watson. This now moves Joe Webb up the ladder for now um, until they do what I expect them to do, which is bring in another quarterback for training camp. Uh, A.J. McCarron was going to be the 
heir apparent all everywhere he went. He was going to be the heir apparent to the Red Rifle over there in Cincinnati, Andy Dalton. That never worked out. He got traded. I don't even remember where he got traded to. Was it the, was it the Jets? Something? I don't remember. But he was going to be the heir apparent there. Never worked out. Now he's in Houston, primary backup to Deshaun Watson, and he, he twists a little finger or something. For those fantasy GMs out there that are looking for hints as to where players will be on the depth charts, the Steelers have announced that Dante Moncrief is going to be listed as a starter across the line from Juju Smith-Schuster. Dante Moncrief. Remember him with the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, nice talent, some surprising speed, and ability to catch the long ball. I I like him. Um, I just hope he's not too old right now, and I hope he can get open because uh, I wouldn't mind a Dante Moncrief on one of my teams. Meanwhile, in Atlanta, it doesn't look like, or I should say it looks like it wasn't a good start in the preseason opener for quarterback Kurt Benkirk. He underwent surgery on his toe after the Hall of Fame game. Ben Kurt was placed on the injured reserve list, making Matt Schaub the likely backup to Matt Ryan. In more injury news, Detroit Lions wide receiver Jermaine Curse is done for the season after he broke his leg and he injured his ankle in the preseason game this last week. Not good news for the Lions, who are already shaky at the receiver position on this team. Look for them to finish the season in last place in the vaunted NFC North. And that's it for the news and notes, everybody. It's time to get into the predictions on where I have the teams finishing in the AFC and the NFC. And um, we're going to start my predictions with the AFC North. Why the AFC North? Well, we finally might get to see something that is as unlikely as ever winning the lottery. That's right. The Cleveland Browns just may make it to the playoffs this year. Now, don't go thinking the Browns are actually going to win their division. After all, the Steelers are still there. And even with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon, without Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, they're still the class of the division. So I have the Steelers winning the AFC North and getting the third seed in the playoffs. Behind them, I have the Cleveland Browns in second and getting the second wild card playoff spot. I just do not think that the Browns are going to be as spectacular as they will need to be to unseat the Steelers from first place. Yes, they do have OBJ, but he has not shown himself to be the kind of teammate that, how do you say it, keeps a team balanced. I have the Ravens finishing in third in the division. I am not sold on Lamar Jackson, as you know. And as you can tell from the news and notes, I do not think the coaching staff and Lamar Jackson are on the same page or have any clue how Jackson is going to be used in the games this year. Finally, that leaves us with the Bengals finishing fourth. Why fourth? Well, there's only four teams in the division. Couldn't put them any lower. The Bengals are in trouble. They have lost three of their receivers for undisclosed periods of time with injuries. They lost a veteran offensive lineman to retirement. And they lost a star rookie draft pick offensive lineman to a season-ending injury. Not good. Moving to what is likely the worst division in the NFL, we go to the AFC East. That's right, the division known as the Patriots cakewalk to the playoffs division. I have the Patriots winning the division. Don't know what their record will be, but it doesn't matter. I think they could win this division this year with a below 500 record. That is how bad this collection of teams is. I have the Patriots getting the fourth seed in the playoffs. Rounding out the AFC East, 
I have the Jets in second, missing the playoffs. They will be in close competition with the team I have finishing third, the Buffalo Bills. I have the Dolphins bringing up the bottom this year. Moving to the AFC South, this was the toughest division for me to figure out in the AFC. I have the Texans winning this division. The move to bring in Duke Johnson took them from a close second with Indianapolis to a clear first place team in the AFC South. I have the Texans winning the division and getting the second seed in the playoffs. I love the move they made, like I said, for Duke Johnson. I believe he's going to be the missing piece they need to get over the top. Lamar Miller is good, but he's not as good as Duke Johnson. Mark my words. In second, I have the Indianapolis Colts. I also have them getting the first wild card spot in the playoff. I was torn between the Colts and the Titans for this position. I'm still worried about Andrew Luck and his injuries that continue to hinder him to this day. I have the same concerns about the Titans, but went with the Colts ahead of them because of the backup quarterback position. I think Jacoby Brissett is a better backup uh, talent than Ryan Tannehill has proven to be. And that leaves us with the Jacksonville Jaguars finishing in fourth place. Finally, the AFC West. Let's face it. The Kansas City Chiefs are the class of the AFC right now. I have them winning the division and getting the number one playoff seed. In second, I have the Chargers. They have a good uh, they have a good season, but not good enough to get a playoff spot. I believe the Melvin Gordon situation is going to put this team in a death spiral for the season. The Las Vegas Raiders will take third place in the West. I love the draft pick of Josh Jacobs, not sold on the addition of Antonio Brown. Way too much of a circus uh, to be any good for the team. Uh, the more I hear about this guy, the more I come down the side of, like I said, Dan, when he said Brown is going to miss some games this year due to injury or a team cancer type situation. In last place of the West, I have the Broncos. John Elway is running this team into the ground with his inability to make quarterback talent decisions. Seriously, Joe Flacco is your starting quarterback? Stop. Moving to the NFC, let's start with the NFC North since we started with started there with the AFC. Of course, I have the Packers winning the North, and this is more than just home team bias this year. I actually think the Packers are going to surprise everyone. I think their defense is going to be way above average, and I think the offense is going to be much more explosive than it has been in the past years now that they have a new head coach. The stagnant years of Mike McCarthy are done. I have the Packers getting the number two seed in the playoffs. I still have the Bears finishing in second place, but I do not have them making the playoffs this year. I believe their defense is going to take a pretty sizable step backwards, and the offense just doesn't have any names that put fear into me when I look it over. In third, the Minnesota Vikings. Again, just not much there to make you think they're going to do anything. Finally, the Detroit Lions. They just lost Jermaine Curse for the season, leaving Kenny Galladay and a collection of misfit toys. This team, much like the Cincinnati Bengals, just needs to be torn apart and started over from scratch. On to the NFC East. Someone has to win this division. I think... That is a rule in the NFL or something. Let's say the Philadelphia Eagles. I have them getting the number four seed in the playoffs. Not extremely confident about this pick. Until Carson Wentz actually finishes a season, there isn't much to be confident about with them. 
In second, I have my surprise team in the season for the NFC, the Washington Redskins. They don't get a playoff spot in my prediction, but they have tons of talent and will make a huge jump this year. That brings us to the disappointing Dallas Cowboys. Will Zeke play? Will Dak have a new contract? Will Amari have a new contract? Will Amari be a team cancer? Will he disappear like he did with the Raiders? Too many questions for my liking and still not that great of a defense. Their third place is the best I can see for them. And finally, the New York Giants. I think this is the last season for Eli Manning. Saquon Barkley isn't going to be able to do everything when he gets targeted after it becomes evident that the team cannot move the ball through the air. In the NFC South, I have the most competitive division in the NFL. I think it is going to be a gunfight between the Falcons and the Saints all year long for division supremacy. I believe the Saints are going to win the fight and take first place. They will have the number one seed in the NFC followed by the Falcons, who will get the top wildcard spot in the playoffs. That leaves the final brawl for third and fourth place between the Buccaneers and the Panthers. I'm going to give third place to the Panthers because they just have more talent in the premier positions than does Tampa Bay. Finally, the NFC West. Clearly, the Rams should still be the top of the division. I have them with the number three seed this year, with Seattle getting the number two wildcard spot. The last two spots go to San Francisco and Arizona in that order. Too many questions remain for Garoppolo, and I need to see if the Cardinals can bring a college offense to the pros and make it work. Um, that's it, everybody. Those are my oh my picks for the for the how the divisions are going to finish off. We're going to move to the playoffs. For the playoffs in the AFC, I have Pittsburgh beating Cleveland and Indianapolis beating New England in the wild card matchups. In the divisional round, I have Kansas City taking out Indianapolis, and I have Houston taking out Pittsburgh. In the conference championship, I have Kansas City moving to the Super Bowl after a shootout against Houston. For the NFC, I have Atlanta beating Philadelphia and Seattle beating the Rams in the wildcard round. I have New Orleans beating Seattle, and I have Green Bay narrowly taking out Atlanta in a high-scoring game in the divisional round. In the conference championship, I have the Green Bay Packers taking out the New Orleans Saints. Of course, I have Green Bay beating Kansas City for the Super Bowl. Those are my picks. Take them for what you will. If you like them, play some money on them. Can't hurt, right? The most you can do is lose that money. <laughs> All the picks are, are on the website, mycfl.com, on divisional predictions page. Check them out. Look them over. Let me know what you think. Send me an email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com, or call the fan line, 414-520-8249. Tell me I'm crazy. Tell me I'm a soothsayer. Tell me I'm brilliant, because that's what I am. And now, it's time for our guest host, Wayne, and we're going to do some mock drafting. Yeah. I, I did value-based draft. I did... Um um, points scored. Yes. I just did them in order. Yes. I looked at some of them like, that's stupid. They're like, nobody would ever do that. The, the brains of the podcast, everyone. It's Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
went through went through all kinds of mock drafts for this. So you're going to enjoy this segment. It's our our annual mock draft. We do this every year on the podcast. Well, at least for the last six years of the podcast, right before the draft, just do a little mock draft, make our guesses as to who's going to pick whom or whom will pick who. Whichever it is, guesses is a good a good phrase. Yeah. <laughs> so so Wayne stopped by today to to take Dan's place in this position in this position. <clears throat> and my, my chair's a little sticky. I just mention that. <laughs> so he's here. Would rather be doing this than putting together IKEA furniture. Apparently, <laughs> any day. Any day. It, it's it's the get your kids to college weekend. Get your kids out of the house weekend. <laughs> so we're gonna start with the dynasty league. We're gonna do two drafts for you. We get, we have our dynasty league which was started on the podcast by one of the listeners from Canada wanted to put together a podcast, Dynasty League. The Poutine Brothers. The Poutine Brothers, yes. Although one of them dropped out of the league. So, last year, remember? Are we going to play the Canadian National Anthem? No. Okay. But but you can talk closer to the microphone. Oh, I'll stand, I'll stand on top of it. <laughs> so, the Dynasty League works like this. We have 10 teams in the league. Each team has 30 players. Each year we do a five-round draft at the beginning of the season. Any players that you want, you need to cut for the amount of picks that you have. Make sense? Sounds complicated, but let's do it. All right. So we're going to go through the draft. First pick this year belongs to Pack Attack. He's the guy that took over for the originating, or no, the friend of the guy who originated the podcast league in the first place. So the Canadian guy is now a Green Bay guy? Yes, but he's actually from Wisconsin, I think. I think. That's yeah. Clo- that's close enough to Canada. Close enough. <laughs> so with the first pick, pretty much every dynasty board has what, Josh Jacobs? Pretty, yeah, pretty much every as the number one overall pick. Yeah. But and, th- this guy's this guy's been angling since he took over the team last year to kind of make it his own team. So yeah. seems pretty obvious where he's going. Well, I looked at his team. Yeah. He needs a quarterback. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> he's got no, no, he's got Matthew Stafford. What are you, what are you saying? He's got Matthew Stafford and no one else. <laughs> he traded he I mean he traded a lot of guys, but I mean it looks like he's got a theory on what he wants to do. Well, I I saw that he only had Matthew Stafford, so um when it came to doing the draft the mock draft, as we'll get to later when I have my ninth and tenth pick, I'm like Shit, there's nothing left here. <laughs> exactly. So I made him a trade offer. Oh. I, I offered him um, Eli Manning and my number nine pick overall. Can he move up in the draft and take Daniel Jones with that? <laughs> He'll probably be able to get Daniel Jones at nine. <laughs> so um, I have I offered him Eli Manning and my number nine overall pick for, um, I keep calling him Travis Henry. The running back from Tennessee. I keep calling him Travis Henry. Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry and like a fifth or something or a fourth or... Pen- is, is that is it a pending or is that a... Well, I, I haven't checked my email yet, okay. so I don't know if it's gone through. <laughs> Just letting you know what I did so that no one can come back and say, Collusion! Yeah. <laughs> well, that'll come up. <laughs> so with him having only Matthew Stafford, assuming he doesn't take my trade... Um. I was thinking Kyler Murray, because he's at least going to start. That that's the obvious. 
I, I would think that's who he was looking at all along when he was making his deals because yeah. you don't trade away all your quarterbacks without having a – well, in most cases, you don't trade away <laughs> Without having a plan. Without having a plan. So I would think his <laughs> Kyler Murray, Murray is his plan. Yeah, so I'm going with Kyler Murray. He's listed as the 14th best quarterback with an average draft position of seventh round. Well, yeah, and we're talking about a dynasty that We're already so. talking round 25. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> he got a steal. <laughs> Number two, we have Diggs in a blanket. Now, if things go the way I think they will, Diggs in the blanket is going to get the projected number one player in the draft. That would yeah. Josh Jacobs. That would make sense. Of the Las Vegas Raiders. No. Yeah. Listed as the number 23 overall running back in the fantasy rankings. Right now with an ADP beginning again around the seventh round, much like Kyler Murray. So you have the same thing, Josh Jacobs? I have Josh Jacobs, exactly right. Wow. Yeah. Look at all this research I did, and we're, we're the same. I didn't have to run three mock drafts. I, I feel like I did, I did way too much work for this. <laughs> and Which brings us to you, Dwayne the Swamp Thing. Uh, well, you know. I, um, your chance to give us your pick. I've... Uh, Looked it over. Yes. I, I I have offered multiple trades such as yourself. I I, I I wrote down my selection for you. Okay. So you but I'm gonna see if you You, you wanna see if it if it jives with what I do. Yes. Doing? Well this is I mean this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm gonna do if the if the pick goes and the way we have it, we both have exactly the same setup for the first two picks. And you already have your tight end from last year. Mike Gasicki. No, I traded him to oh, Pack <laughs> he's with Pack Attack. Oh he is? It was part of my deal. I got Sam Darnold from him. Oh, so that was a nice move. Uh, Zach Ertz and uh, Gusecki, because he didn't have a he didn't have a tight end at all. Oh. And now so he's got a stud tight end. And, wow. And and apparently one that can't. They're saying Gusecki's not having a great camp. So okay. Yeah, he's he's uh not not being the Mike Gusecki we want. Nah, not what we're <laughs> looking for. All right, so your pick. My pick would be David you Montgomery. Have, you have two picks in a row. That is correct. And I actually have you taking David Montgomery from the Bears. You are a genius. Because I know how you love rookie <laughs> ro- rookie guys. Well, I've, I've, I've come off that a little bit. Only in the Dynasty League will I be taking rookie. I got, that's I got, all that's there. I got burned last year <laughs> in, the, in the other leagues. So. Uh, so he's the number 39 ranked running back on the list that I was using. Um 11th round ADP. Kind yep. of the same you have? Yeah, exactly. And then you also have the number four pick, exactly. Dwayne the Swamp Thing. Yeah, that's right. Two picks in a row. Lots of, lots of wheeling and dealing to get to this this point. Now, I have, a, I have a pick for you here also. Okay, let's see. See if we're right. Well, I, I, I honestly, in this case, I went back and forth, uh-huh. vacillated, because there's some really good tight ends available. Yes. So, <laughs> and and said so you got rid of Zach Ertz. I was super tempted, you know. <laughs> but, no, I... Uh, I would go Miles Sanders here. Oh, damn it. I had you taking Nikhil Harry. You know I like young running yes. backs. Well, I do. Well, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> Cops might be listening. This is the men's room. <laughs> so, I, well, yeah, but I knew you were you were always talking about how you really like Nikhil Harry, though, too. Yeah, but. Give, since you have two picks in a row. Yeah, I mean, I, he's he's definitely, him and Metcalf, I, and Harry's not having a great uh, preseason. Right. So I kind of came off of him, and I was kind of thinking Metcalf. But honestly, I've got a, a stacked receiving, receiving core. core so. Oh, cool. Maybe he'll be there at nine for me, and I won't need to make that trade. Well, we'll, we'll see <laughs> We'll see where I have him going. <laughs> so um, I was looking at the best available receivers out there, and it ended up being Chris Moore and Marquise Lee ahead of Nikhil Harry. 
I had, I'm like, no, and I had, no. I, yeah, I had I had Chris Moore and um, Albert Wilson, and I'm looking at the offense. It's Baltimore and Miami. Yeah. No. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want a receiver from either one of those, especially Miami. Yeah. So that brings us to the man in black at number five, with Nikhil Harry there. Um, that's probably going to end up being my pick. I had him taking Keelan Cole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would think look, looking at his roster, I would I would think wide receiver for sure. Yeah, I mean, unless he goes with a Greg Olson or a T.J. Hawkinson Noah Fant thing, but five overall might be a little early for that. Yeah, I think everybody saw how well the Gasecki uh, <laughs> pick worked out, so I think nobody's taking a tight end in the first round. Oh, actually, I I thought he was going to do Keelan Cole, but I actually made my pick T.J. Hawkinson okay. for for the Detroit Lions. Okay, I got I got him taking uh, D.K. Metcalf. Do you? Yeah, I was one of the young receivers, and he's the <clears throat> he's the best one that I had on the board right now. As you'll as you'll hear in the news and notes, oh, you're D.K. Metcalf. I'm, you're assuming I'm going to be listening later. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> How else are you going to make your, your call from points unknown? Well, there you go. <laughs> so, DK Metcalf has an oblique injury. Ah. It's, that's that 0% body fat thing. That's a, well, you know, you you got to eat at some point. Yeah. Huh? Look, look, I don't have an oblique problem. You don't have an oblique problem. <laughs> no, because we have that body fat protecting our obliques. That's right. <laughs> so, number six, beat him up, Scotty. This is this is our girl team. This is our this is our female team. Also in desperate need of a tight end, she currently has Trey Burton, Tyler Eifert, and a Dallas Godare on her team. I, I like I like I'll, I'll go with the non-French pronunciation of <laughs> Goddard. Goddard. <laughs> so basically, she has two injury-prone guys and a Dallas Goddard. Yeah, and I, I you know behind Ertz, you don't know how much work he's really going to get, but yep. you know I, I like him. He's he's a, he's a good guy. He's a good dynasty tight end, but not a starter. Yeah. So I, I ever taken Noah Fant, the twenty fifth best tight end available, and you? Well, I uh, look looking at again looking at a roster, yeah. and looking at historical. I, I'm I'm going to guess she's going to go running back. Okay. So I got her taking Daryl Henderson from the Rams. Oh damn it! Damn it! So you're not you're not going to get your guy. <laughs> Doesn't look like I'm getting my guy either. Either one of my guys. Well, cause you know Make, maybe I'm making that trade a good thing. <laughs> Well, you know everybody's listening to this, so they're they're this is exactly how the draft is going to exactly. go. Yeah. Exactly. They don't even have to call it. First round's canceled. <laughs> we'll just put it in the books. Yeah. Second on, <laughs> which is um, which sucks because I thought this was going to be the hard draft to do. No, I found this one really, really, actually pretty easy. Yeah, the the fantasy Cheddarhead one was tough. Yes. Uh, let's move to number seven. Pack attacks got his second pick in the first round. Okay. Um. We're right here. Kyler Murray has already gone to him. Yep. With the first pick. And I think we have to go best available, which leaves a Greg Olson, Jason Witten, Darren Waller, if you're going tight end. Um, uh, he doesn't need a tight end, at least not right now. Uh, I, this is where I was thinking of Miles Sanders type running back for the Eagles, but you already have him gone, right? He's already gone. To you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's not going to be here at this pick, I guarantee it. So who do you have him taking then? Well, I again, I, did, I looked at it the same way you did, and I actually I actually did look at the, the best guys available were tight ends. Uh-huh. So, you know, looking at his roster makeup, he, you know, he, he's okay at everything but quarterback. And now he's got his young quarterback, so I don't think he'll go quarterback, quarterback. Okay. 
plus there's nobody really to take here. Right. So I uh, looked best guy available. I had him taking T.J. Hawkinson. Well, which wouldn't be bad. I mean, he I I don't remember who his three tight end or his tight ends were, but. He's got... Uh, oh, he's got the guy you traded him. He's got Ertz and Gusecki. I know that yep. for a fact. <laughs> Beyond that, I don't know. All right. Um, not a bad pick. If, if, if he's still there, not a bad pick. Number eight, Man in Black. Another team with two first-round picks. I think you, every, every in this draft, you've got to have two first-round <laughs> picks or you don't get a pick. <laughs> we, uh, we gave him... Well, I gave him TJ Hawkinson with the first pick. This, okay. This, then I had him taking Daryl Henderson here, which you have him gone already, too. That is correct. Uh, rookie running back for the Rams. List is number 43 best running back. You have him taking? I had him taking DK Metcalf in his first pick at yes. 105. And here I have him taking Noah Fant. Oh. So it's well, best available. I, I get the two Backwards. So yeah. I went tight end running back. You went running back tight end. Right? No. No, receiver, receiver tight end. Receiver tight end. Yep. Which brings me to me. The 9 and 10 pick. Finishing out the first round. Okay, so we'll flip it here. You'll <laughs> tell me who you think. Because okay. I got your guy right here, but we'll see who you think. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was hoping Daryl Henderson would be there. No, but never going to happen. Gonna, no. After looking through the available players, like I said, Eli Manning in a fourth for or, or my first and Eli Manning for his fourth and Derrick Henry. That's the deal that's out there. If that doesn't happen... I'm probably going to end up taking Damian Harris from the New England Patriots. Well, no, actually, you're taking him with your next pick. So, you're <laughs> oh, not ta- really? Yeah, you're not taking him here. Okay. <laughs> I, I could pay him a little less. <laughs> He's still a first-rounder. Um, okay. Uh, that's what I ha- – well, I have, I'm going Damian Harris with my first pick. And then number 10, whew, I was thinking Keelan Cole would be my selection. But I'm going to say Greg Olson. Really? I, I, I don't want... Well, that's a lot, that's a lot, of, a lot of air right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, who'd you have me taking? Well, Maybe I, you know something I don't yet. I, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, I, I had you taking uh, Debo Samuel at nine. Oh. And, and, you know, to, rookie receiver. Rookie receiver. Now, the Daryl Henderson thing. The, if, the if, Debo if, thing scares me. Really? What the hell kind of name is Debo? Well, no, that's, that's actually a, a moniker he got when he was a kid. Okay. One, one of his. Kind of rel- like, haha. Exactly. Dicks. <laughs> no, that's his real name. That's, <laughs> that's his God given name, yeah. No, uh, apparently one of his uh, siblings couldn't pronounce his real name, which escapes me right now, but I, I don't know how. how I was going to make like. Well, practically racist kind of comment, but we'll hold that off. Hold on. Dan interjection right here. I think we could be thought of as racist. Uh, so Debo Samuel. Yeah, Debo I'll Samuel. I have to look into him. Well, I mean, you know, it, it's, a, it's a young uh, wide receiver. They took him early uh, on a team that's, uh, well, for the third year in a row, up and coming. Yes. So eventually maybe some of these so guys will stay come healthy. Up. Yeah, exactly. So, but, I, but, you know, Samuels is getting great pub in uh in uh spring training so i don't know he's a, he's a guy i really like right. and to be honest if if daryl henderson if the way things are going now continues he could be here to be perfectly honest he's he's sliding we we have that little uh don't we have a little bet on daryl henderson and who's the other guy there that's not todd Gurley. oh malcolm brown yeah 
I thought we had a little side thing. No, I think you were thinking that in your head. I have to go back and listen. I, I think you have a um, bold, a bold predict- prediction. A that, bold oh, that he, prediction that he's going to out outperform. Yeah, but that's not no. you know that's. I would say it's not a bold prediction because he's <laughs> he's going to have a he's going to be a third. What they're saying now is he's going to be the the. I don't want to say Elvin Kamara because that's the wrong that's the wrong guy to compare him to. But yeah. he's going to be the third down back. He's going to take away the receiving role from um, Gurley. Gurley. Yeah. And um, you know, kind of, kind of spare him some wear on the tires. And and what, uh, can can I just do a sidebar here? Absolutely. <laughs> this is your time. You're here. This is the most. Irri- <laughs> I, I I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yes, including this one. Yes, and it aggravates me to no end to to listen to guys say in a negative way. Oh, he's got a lot of tread on his tires. That's not a negative thing. That's not a negative thing. No, that's a good thing. Exactly. His, his, but, he's got but, worn tread would be the bad thing. He, yeah, he's got no tread on his tires. That means he's been used up. Well, I get it. That's the thing. One of the things that bugs me, and, and I don't think my wife even understands it, but when people say, I could care less. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I can no, always care less. <laughs> it's, I couldn't care less. Exactly. <laughs> But anyways, we digress. <laughs> yes, off of the sidebar. We're, we're we're a little worn. We have we have a lot of tread on our tires. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to move to the the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football League. The reason this podcast exists, basically, it's uh, it's the, the grandfather of all grandfathers. <laughs> so the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football League mock draft, fourteen team mock draft. We're going to do the first round. The way our keeper league works. Every year you get to keep three of your players. You can't keep your player for more than three consecutive seasons, which caused a problem this year. Uh, I did, and uh, we'll get to that with number two. Well, pick. It's, a, it's a it's a small it's a small problem. But uh, we start. So going into this draft, everybody has three players on their team. We'll run through those keepers, and then we'll make our picks as to who they take. Okay. We start with the guy who I made a deal with and gave him my first overall pick. You're gonna you're gonna regret that. You think so? Well, I, I don't I don't know how much research you did on on Matt Ryan when you drafted him, but he's he's the quarterback that has the even year. He's in the top one through three on the odd years, 2019. Mm-hmm. On the odd years, he he's quarterback 12 through 15. Oh, so we'll, we'll be fine. Okay, she'll <laughs> she'll be fine. The Hartford Bulldogs, their keeper is Carryon Johnson, running back Detroit, who I traded for. Matt Ryan, and we switch first-round picks. Amari Cooper, wide receiver, Dallas, unsigned. And Mike Evans, wide receiver, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, good three, good three saves. Now, knowing as Dan and I talk off the air. You do? Yes, once in I a thought, while. I thought, I thought when he was done here, he just... <laughs> just goes home. Yeah, got, got in his little plastic <laughs> suit and went right out to the car. Um, I have him going Josh Jacobs, running back Oakland. Always talking about him wanting Josh Jacobs. I, I know he wanted Aaron Jones or Nick Chubb here, but with neither of them available, I believe Josh Jacobs is going to be the pick. Well, I, I in thinking about it, I, I, I thought about Josh Jacobs here, but Dan has a tendency to surprise. He, yes. he does some, some oddball things. So I actually, looking at it, it's... It's a, a redraft, so you're not. It's not like a, a dynasty where you can wait for Josh Jacobs to, you know, come around. Right. Year two yeah, or he three. needs to do something now. So you know, you're looking to win now. 
right. strategy here. So I had Dan taken Damian Williams. Kansas City. Best offense by yes. far in the league. Catching the ball, he's the clear number one guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's 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 downside, but everybody at this point, there's there's something downside on right. So I mean, we're talking what 30, 42 players already off the board. Correct, forty two. So you haven't taken Dave. Shut up, <laughs> Damian Harris. That's simple math. I know you guys don't like math on the program, but <laughs> Damian Harris. Uh, I had him going a little bit later on, but uh, or Damian Williams. I mean. Yeah, we'll fact, I, I had him going to his his new favorite team, oh. the Manassas Asses. Well, you know this is surprising. You so yeah, Damian Williams going too. You have Josh Jacobs going too. I have Josh Jacobs <laughs> going too. Uh, their keepers right now: Aaron Jones, Kenny Galladay, wide receiver Detroit. Apparently, the only receiver left in Detroit now. Yeah, yeah. And then Adam Thielen, wide receiver Minnesota. Best available according to the CFFL scoring would end up being Damian Williams, but you had him going first. And it's the same situation that Dan was in with the first pick. Running backs are highest scoring position in the league. Correct. And a guy like Williams would seem to be the obvious pick, but not so obvious to you. You have Jacobs going here. That's definitely a running back, and we've got him yeah. one, two, two, one. I, I'm right, of course, but I mean, you know. <laughs> we, we, well, have, we have we'll in the general see. area. <laughs> Number three pick, the DC Snipers, Christian McCaffrey, running back, Carolina. AJ Green. Um, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> running wide receiver Cincinnati and Julio Jones, best receiver in the NFL, Atlanta. Well, the 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 best thing that you could say for the other Dan, this is not Dan, this is right. the other Dan. Yep. Um, you know, if if AJ Green actually only misses four games, and and this year it's the first four games, right? I guess that's the way you'd want it to go, right? Uh, it's unfortunate, but um, that's that's the problem of uh, fantasy football. Guys get hurt. Yeah, and and. I would like to see him take Deshaun Watson here, but it's a little early. Yeah, I, I mean, again, this is being a, a non-dynasty league, right? I mean, there you know, there's a million different strategies you can use out there. Everybody's got one. There's the zero running back, the late round quarterback, running back heavy, which is kind of what this league is, right? And so, you know, the quarterbacks that are not saved. They're all pretty much. <laughs> there's a reason why they're not safe. Well, well, no, no. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of really good quarterbacks out there, but that's the problem. There's a lot of really good quarterbacks now. So, and you're going to get you're not getting value. at least one good quarterback because you can yeah. only have two on the team. Exactly. So there, there's there's no reason to reach for a quarterback here. I don't I don't think so anyway. So I have him taking T Y Hilton right here. Get out. You have the same thing. Exactly the same. <laughs> So we know that's done. <laughs> Especially considering there's no idea as how many games A.J. Green will miss. I mean, it's, it's to me, an obvious pick. Well, you know, T.Y. Hilton's the best guy on the board. Yep. It's, it's not necessarily a, an area need. And, and honestly, looking at historical in this league, you'd probably think running back. Mm -hmm. But all the running backs that are there, it's the same thing as quarterback. They're all the same guy right now. Right. So instead of reaching for a guy that, might not benefit you. T.Y. Hilton, best best receiver on the board. He can play three receivers, so even if A.J. Green's back, it's not like, oh, now this guy's a backup. Yeah, now he's got to sit one or trade one or something. Yeah, he's playing, so. Brings us to number four, the Pulaski Colossal Kielbasas. Their keeper is Carson Wentz, who has yet to see a playoff game. Yeah. Sony Michelle, running back New England, who has yet to see the field. Yes. And Michael Thomas, Wide receiver in New Orleans just signed a huge contract. 
So he's bound to get hurt. <laughs> uh, I think they're in pretty good shape so far in the draft before the draft starts. I see one of two possible options, those being either Mark Ingram running back Baltimore or Brandon Cooks wide receiver Rams. Personally, I'd be looking at Cooks only because he's younger and in better health than Ingram. So I'm going Brandon Cooks. Oh, we don't match. We don't match on this one. So I, I – um. I know Chet and Kevin again. Another another team that likes to surprise. Do a little wacky doodle. Yeah, they, they have the wacky doodle draft strategy. <laughs> so um, I actually had him taking Philip Lindsay. Oh, I think that uh, the all the you know the hype that's right now um, ar- around his running mate Freeman is going to die down. I mean, as we get closer and closer, Lindsay's over his thumb injury or whatever his joint injury was. Right. And so I think he's going to start when he starts playing. The hype will start to build again, and so so the news that they're going to be giving Royce Freeman to ball more doesn't scare you. The only thing that scares me is now that they've uh, who did they sign? Um, is it Theo? They say Theo. Is this their fourth string quarterback? No, they they, say, they signed a new running back. Oh, Theo Riddick. Is that is, that is it? They, it was. Was it? The, yeah, I don't remember. Adrian Peterson. No, it wasn't Adrian Peterson. It was it was Corey Dillon. I think it was th- I think it was Theo Riddick. <laughs> okay, but yeah, so that that scares me because now there's three guys in the backfield, and and as we all know, Theo Riddick is a is a fantasy killer. Mm-hmm. He'll come in and do just enough. He he's not good enough to have on your roster. Just enough but... to piss you off <laughs> if you have the other guy. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> that that worries me a little bit. But I I think looking at Lindsey's um, totals from last year, he I mean small guy undrafted. I get all that stuff, but you know. They they did the same thing. Denver's good at picking up un, undrafted guys, so I still think Lindsey's going to get the get the job there. All right, brings us to number five. Tosa Tornado's a guy you know well. I do know his keepers: Baker Mayfield, quarterbacks Cleveland, Juju Smith Schuster, receiver Pittsburgh, Travis Kelsey, receiver Kansas City. I wouldn't mind having that team right now. No, he's 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 in a good position here. I mean, he's, he snuck up. I didn't even realize this yeah. until I was looking at this. I know. He's he's locked himself into. I mean, his draft position is pretty obvious, but and I have him taken whichever one doesn't go number four in my picks. So either Brandon Cooks or Ingram, which I have him taken Mark Ingram right here. Ding 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 ding. You have that also. I have Mark Ingram. Yeah, what? I think I, I think the Baltimore you know wanting to run the ball. They've got Ingram now, and I think they're going to just run the guy. And I and I know there's uh, the the kid. Um, uh, uh, Justice Hill. Yes. And then there's uh, Gus the Bus, and I mean he's never going to. play. And you still have Lamar Jackson running the yeah. ball. So I, I think you know one of the guys there's got to do it. And I think Ingram's got the the pedigree and the history. I think he's a good. Pick. If he could just stay healthy and off the juice, that's the bigger problem. <laughs> but but you know so the, since the with the collective bargaining, which remind me, I do have a question for you about the collective bargaining agreement when we get done with this. You want to do it now, or you want to wait oh. till we're done? Otherwise, we'll forget. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, we're going to take a break here at number five. (laughs) Go to the bathroom. We're going to talk collective bargaining, (laughs) CBA, as we call it, in the business. And by the business, I do mean the industry. (laughs) What's your question? Well, so here's the question. Like I'm going to know. Well, no, this this is pertinent because you're looking to make trades. Yes. Everybody this time of year is looking to make trades. So the collective bargaining agreement is for 2020, correct? the, The new one? They need a new one. Correct. Right. So everybody's trading draft picks for next year, right? Yes. So let's just look at worst-case scenario. No games next year. 
You would still have a draft. But the NFL won't have a draft. If there's no collective bargaining agreement, there is no NFL draft. They had a draft that one year when there wasn't an agreement signed. There, there was, there was um, I think, different circumstances. But I think the way it's set up now, they're not going to – as I understand it, they're not going to have a draft if there's no collective bargaining agreement. Do you honestly think there's not going to be an agreement? Because they didn't, yeah, because they who's, missed. Who's they the missed, commissioner? But but they missed they missed games. Yeah, that one year. Yeah, they still had a draft. But I, I think I think the circumstances were different, and I, I'm just starting to hear a little bit of talk in the background. Yes, because you know some of these these uh, podcasts I listen to from China and Taiwan. Oh, <laughs> exactly. So they're talking about the quarterbacks, like you just said. Okay. <laughs> And so it's, oh, you brushed up on your Mandarin. I, well, you know, <laughs> I had a Mandarin orange for breakfast. <laughs> so uh, no, it's just it's just an interesting thought. It's like, well, yeah, what if they don't? What if they don't have a draft? What if what if they don't play games? Now, I traded for a draft pick for next year. Yes, and there's no draft unless it just moves to the next year. Well, that's the. I mean, that's the question. Do, do they all get everything? Pushed just out? gets pushed down a year. Yeah, because I mean, I've got you know I, I've got <clears throat> 2020 draft picks because you know I'm. I'm really smart. That's yes. a really good draft. That, that's when all the good quarterbacks will be out. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, so if that all of a sudden gets pushed back. Right. And now is there two in, – in college, if the NFL doesn't have a draft, is there two years' worth of players players drafted? Or do they all wind up in the CFL? Well, I'm going to go with this. That's not going to be a problem. Okay, let's, I think let's, they're going to get this settled before then. Let's get the commissioner on the line. <laughs> hey, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> nice talking to you again. <laughs> you, you can pretty much tell him anything. Tell him, tell him you're God, and he'll, he'll oh, I'll do that. Well, I, I heard the toilets flush. So everybody's back. <laughs> okay. Number six, <laughs> as we continue, Senriku Tsunami. His keeper is Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, quarterback Kansas City, Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver Cleveland, Tyreek Hill. I'm not a child molester or beater. Child now, abuser. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I don't know if I told you guys this or not, but there, there was a one of the. Well, you, you, every every podcast has one now, but one of the women um, uh, broadcasters. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll go with that terminology. Broadcaster. Yes. Is starting to beat the drum for Tyreek. So apparently, he got railroaded in college. According to her research, I'm just going by what she said. He got railroad. Didn't he have problems in college where he was yeah same, same people up too? Same girl. Oh, really? Same female. Oh. So, so what? What she's saying in the background is that he he got to the point he was he was contesting it all along, saying he's not guilty. Right. None of the none of the um, investigation turned up anything, so that's why there was never charges. He pled guilty because again, and this is what she's saying in theory, is he ran out of money. He couldn't pay his lawyer anymore. Okay. So it was either this. go with a public defender and take your chances, and you, you may not have an NFL career. Right. Or, you know, they're going to give me a slap on the wrist, no big deal. I can still get in the NFL, plead guilty, and it's over with. I know how, it's an easy. How much is he paying these lawyers that he ran out of money? Well, he, at the, but remember at the time, he was a college kid. Oh, I, oh! But you're talking back then. Yeah. Oh, okay. I so, got you. So All he, right. that, so everybody, everybody hangs this argument about him on that one um, admission. So whether or not, if, if if indeed he was just a naive kid mm-hmm. who thought, well, this isn't going to hurt me in the long run, duh. Uh, you know, he, he so he pled guilty to that. Now, 
there's a lot of people on the bandwagon that she set him up this time. Right. That there, there's evidence that she, well, evidence she, she secretly, you know, uh, recorded him. So obviously she was trying to set him yeah, up. Yeah, she's doing something. So there, there's a lot of sentiment now that maybe she's the toxic one in this in this oh. relationship. Yeah. And the kid. It's the, always the woman. The kid that broke his arm. Yeah. Broke his arm. This is this is the report. This is this is a hospital report that's out there, and nobody's reporting it. He fell down. He was running. He fell. Tried to brace himself, and that's how he broke his arm. Oh, but nobody, nobody's. Oh, he was punching him in the chest, and it's all of the stuff that's. Oh, that's all the stuff that she put out there. So I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's interesting. It's it's all there. You can you can defend yourself anyway exactly but when you have a woman defending you then you're in trouble after beating up a woman <laughs> apparently allegedly allegedly apparently yeah. yeah so we're back to the tsunami who have the tyreek hill guy that we're just discussing that is correct now i i obviously have him taking a running back here this is where i had philip Lindsay going um you had him obviously going two picks earlier that is correct but uh i haven't taken philip Lindsay here he had him last year and I think he ends up with him again this year. Well, and assuming I'm right, and, and, and Chet and Kevin jump in on him, that I'm, mm. and honestly, if Chet and Kevin don't jump in on him because there's a split in the backfield or whatever, right? Then I think Chris isn't going to want him anyway. Um, so I, I have Chris taking his his namesake, Chris Carson, another running back, another running back. So we were right on the position. That is correct. Wrong on the player. Well. One of us was wrong. <laughs> Brings us to you again. The Shopeer Snappers. I'll never tell. Leonard Fournette, Jacksonville. Marlon Mack, Indianapolis running back. Keenan Allen, wide receiver, Chargers. Now, I have a pick for you here, too. Okay. And I think it's the same pick that I had you taken in the Dynasty League. That, that was at least five minutes ago, so I don't remember. David <laughs> Montgomery, the Chicago Bears. No, no. Like nope. I, as I told you at that time, I'm I'm off the rookie running backs uh, in, in the, this league. In the keeper league. In the keeper league. Because, you know, I had I had stud rookie yeah. running backs last year, and they, every one of them the, screwed me. That helped the people you traded them to. Well, well I, just, <laughs> I just ended up cutting them. Uh, you know, I, I just ended up cutting them all. So, no, I'm – I'm I actually look, – looking at the, uh, the way the board's breaking down, I went uh, best player on an explosive team, and I took George Kittle. Oh, when you actually want to pick a tight end, it's not going to be a mistake pick. In this league, they're not tight ends. <laughs> oh, they're receivers. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay, so George Kittle, Frisco. He was a very nice surprise last year. Yes, he was. Now, the scary part is he was a really nice surprise without Jimmy G. The question is, can yeah. he still be, you know, that's... Well, as, as unknown as Jimmy G's talents are, we're assuming he has them. We're we're assuming that his talents <laughs> are better than the collection of riffraff they had throwing the ball around last year. I, you, you know, you got to give the coaching staff out there a ton of credit. They they had uh, C.J. Beathard, yeah, quarterbacking and doing a decent job. So. And another guy I never heard of. I, in fact, I don't even remember his name. Yeah, I'm trying. I, I know you guys. You guys <laughs> talked about him a couple podcasts ago. I'm trying to. Well, who is it? Uh, I can't remember now. But yeah, no, I mean. They're, they're, you know, good good coaching and and Jimmy G has talent, but he's one he's like a Carson Wentz. I got a lot of talent, but I can't get on the field. Yeah, yeah. Next up, number eight, Forest Lake Frozen Ice Holes. His keepers: Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay quarterback; 
James Conner, running back Pittsburgh, Stephon Diggs, wide receiver Minnesota. I have him going to the receiver spot here. Um, likely pick. Best available player left on my board after my picks are made. I have him going Robert Woods Rams. That's a that's a good guy. Good and, and there's you know, based on this on this league, you know, with the saves, you had seven mm-hmm. quarterbacks saved. Yep. You had nineteen running backs and sixteen wide receivers. So pretty balanced overall based on what normally happens in this league. It's usually all running backs. Forty one running yeah. backs and one <laughs> and other then guy. I, I keep Matt Ryan. <laughs> Somebody got stuck. <laughs> or Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Somebody lost a bet, whatever. The year Tom Brady was good. <laughs> yeah. That was was that back when he was forty? No. Um, yeah, just the guy just turned forty two, and he was making seventeen million dollars this year before they gave him that ten million dollar raise. Seventeen yeah, yeah, but, million. But did you read the? It, it, it's not it's not Tom Brady friendly, from what I understand. No, well, it's, it's only it's only a one year contract. Yeah, because he can well he could still leave next year. They can they can make him leave next year. I thought. I thought it was more his saying. Mm-mm. No, it's not. No. It's a team. It's it's a one. It, it, it as it as it breaks down. It's a one year deal. At the end of this year, he's a free agent. They can they can just say, you know, Tom, we're not going to offer you a contract, and he can wind up somewhere else. Or speaking of contracts, uh oh, what do you think of um, the idea that they want to of extending Ezekiel Elliott? Would you do that? Nope. If, I, I've heard some interesting theories on how to play this, and, and I think some of them are genius. It's like sign Amari Cooper, you know, good guy. You you, you invested a first round pick in him, right? Um, I, I'm not a big Amari Cooper fan. I, I think he's way too volatile. Even even his his history with with Dallas last year, really great games or crap games, yeah. nothing in between. Yeah, roller coaster. Yeah, so. I don't like him, but they, they obviously did. They traded for him, gave up a first-round pick for him. So you pay that guy. He's, he's not an off-the-field headache. Right. Then you say, you say to, to um, Dak, hey, you know, well, we've signed Amari. We're going to franchise you. Well, unless you want to sign a contract that we like. Yeah. Okay, then you, so you hold the pressure on, on uh, Dak. Yeah. Now, if he signs... Now you go to Ezekiel and say, "We know, still have you for two years anyway." Four, two years of contract, two years of of uh, oh, franchise franchise. So he's effed. He he can't he can't go anywhere. Can't do, all he can do is hold out his services. But then isn't it the same for Melvin Gordon? No, um, Ezekiel Elliott has to had to report by the August sixth. Yeah, which is past. Yeah. So it doesn't so and again because I was under the impression too, Le'Veon Bell shouldn't have been a free agent this year because he didn't play, so he didn't have that year of service. No, that was a, that was a misnomer that was you know put out there by the media. Didn't they didn't know what they were talking about? <laughs> he was he was already before he held out. He was already a free agent. He was he was free agent eligible. That's why they put him on the. That's why the they dynasty or the. Uh, Franchise. Franchise tag. Right, exactly. So he was already a free agent. If he wasn't a free agent, they, they wouldn't have tagged him. That's true. I mean, so it didn't, it didn't make no sense, but everybody was saying, oh, he needs to come in by such and such a date to you know, get his eligibility. No, he was already eligible, otherwise they wouldn't have tagged him. So then, theoretically, if everything is correct, Ezekiel Elliott has already lost his year of eligibility. Correct. So we're talking now five years. Well, now here, here's the problem. This year and four more. He, well, if he comes back and plays this year, he doesn't, 
he doesn't gain a year of eligibility. This is why if I had Zeke on my roster, I'd be scared. I'd be really, really scared because he has nothing to lose now. He's already lost his year of eligibility. So him coming back and, and playing doesn't get him any closer to free agency. So the only thing he really has to gain here is a new contract. And if Dallas wants to play hardball, if they think that – Which it uh, sounds like they do. Well, it's Jerry and whatever his kid's name is. Jerry Jr. Jerry Jr., <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, Gary. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to be exactly the same. <laughs> I don't want it to be a George Foreman thing. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I could see this being a Le'Veon Bell situation. And if, if, the, if the Cowboys get entrenched – now, they've got a lot of guys coming up on defense next year that they got to give money. So if they get in a situation – you know, I, I don't believe in Mike Weber. I don't believe in uh, whoever the, the scat back was that they were talking about. And, oh, my God, can't believe they brought Grandpa Time back. <laughs> the guy wasn't good when he was good. So, I mean, I don't understand that. But uh, So I, I'm, I'm interested in the, in the Dallas situation because it's going to get uh, interesting. I think Melvin, the same thing. They're, you know, now, he's holding out for a reason, and he doesn't have to report until week six, I think it is. Okay. To get his eligibility, but I think he, I think he's entrenched too. I think it's just it's just teams. Well, yeah, we we they're talking what two million dollars yeah. is the difference between the two. Exactly. It's 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 so uh, if if they're bitching about or if he's bitching about two million dollars, well, either and, either side. Well, and he, again, he's under. I, I don't. I mean, I get he's under a rookie contract. He had no say in the negotiation. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But he picked his employment. He wanted to be a running back in the NFL. This is the circumstances under which you do that. You don't get a million dollar contract right out of the right out of the boat. Well, nobody gets that anymore. But he's he's, and I don't want to. You know, I'm like the get off your lawn guy now. Mm-hmm. But you signed a contract. He, play. He, I mean, he, he, again, I, I don't say he signed it, but they offered him ten million dollars. They offered him ten million dollars this year, one year, mm-hmm. ten million dollars, and he said no. Because he wants a long term. Because he he wants to be the highest paid running back in the NFL. Dude, he's not that. He's he, not the highest. Pe- this is what happens <laughs> when you give Kirk Cousins guaranteed money. Bingo. All these other guys who are better than him yep. end up effing up the whole system. Well, I mean, if you, if you look at if you look at the way there, there's two two interesting dynamics going on here. Dak Prescott, they waited to sign him to a contract, which is stupid on the part of Dallas because. Every time a quarterback signs a contract, the amount of money they got to pay Dak yeah, Prescott goes up. Who, who's an average quarterback? Yeah. The, 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 what they got to pay him goes up. Who who says I'm not giving them a hometown discount? Exactly, like, dude. You're not that good. No, <laughs> but I mean this this is this is the league we live with now. And so you got um, Julio Jones supposedly already agreed to a contract. It's waiting to come out. But he, you, I guarantee you, if somebody jumps whatever number he's got, yep, they're going to go back to renegotiate it. And so you've got you already had Michael uh, Michael Thomas sign. Now in three weeks, somebody else is going to sign Amari Cooper. Uh, who I don't know who else is out there. Uh, it was AJ Green, but he ain't getting a contract. Julio, and then yeah, Julio. So whoever pulls the trigger last is going to pay the most money. Yeah, it's just stupid. It's like get your guy, pay him right away, and get out of it. So we, we made these sidebars. Yeah. Did you ever make your pick for the ice holes? No. <laughs> and that is <laughs> now that I look at it, no. Uh, it was uh, Zach Ertz. Oh, yes. I think I think he needs a. I think he needs a receiver. Oh, I, he doesn't need anything. He's he's got three really good guys, mm-hmm. so he can just take the best guy available. And Zach Ertz on the Eagles' offense. That's a win-win. All right. 
Number nine, Maui Mongols. Um, if I heard something about Henry. Oh. And I, I don't know if this is a HEPA violation or not, but <laughs> um, I was asking him, I said, hey, you haven't, you haven't entered to be in the Beat the Host thing. Are you interested in that? And he goes, well, you know, he was at Summerfest. And the Grateful second, Dead are in town? Second night, Summerfest, the big storm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He fell. Get out. Cracked his skull, cracked his orbital, had bleeding on the brain. Henry, <laughs> get well soon. Sorry to hear about that. And you would have thought that would have happened at the Hanson concert, but no. Yeah, yeah. That was the first night. <laughs> yeah, Henry was at the Hanson concert. I see it. I was. <laughs> oh, my God. Dave and his boy bands. <laughs> Everybody, please send in a send in an email and uh, list your favorite Dave boy band. <laughs> so uh, we're wishing Henry best of luck and quick healing. Yeah, absolutely. I know he, he said, I don't think I can do the beat the host. It sounds like fun, but I have all I can do to yeah. take care of the dynasty and the Cheddarhead. So is he is he going to make the drafts? Yeah, he'll be at the he'll, he's going to be at the. Um, the CFL draft on Saturday. Okay. He's not going to be at the dynasty. He'll be online at the dynasty. Henry, don't do it. The online thing doesn't work. Don't take a tight end. Send Dave an email <laughs> right now telling me you don't want a tight end in the Stop first the round. Stop the clock. <laughs> yeah, do it before the clock starts because then once the clock starts, you panic. So here we are with the Maui Mongols. Le'Veon Bell, running back Jets. Todd Gurley, running back Rams. Devontae Adams, wide receiver Green Bay. This is the time when I see... Deshaun Watson going off the board. Two quality running backs and a quality receiver. Might as well get a quality signal caller for the team. I think if, if I'm right, I think and I know I'm right about the, the saves. I know Henry didn't save a quarterback last year. No. I, I know he took a quarterback. He's he's more of a late round quarterback guy. He's he's okay. kind of in the, in the same camp as I am. So I don't think he'll take a quarterback because I think again there's they're all the same. And besides, if he's going to take a quarterback, it's going to be Drew Brees because I think he's had him for a hundred years. Uh, Drew Brees was saved. No, I don't believe so. Drew Brees isn't a keeper. No. How Dan, is he not above Deshaun cause, Watson? Because Henry had him. He is above Deshaun Watson. How did I not see him on my list of available? Um. Eyesight. Wow. I have to look at this again. Read the lowest level <laughs> that you can see. E. e. <laughs> oh, really? Breeze is there? Henry had him. The Henry, hell did I make a he, trade for Matt Ryan for? D- well, because you don't, you don't consult me with these things. I would have told you. Even year, Matt Ryan, yeah, trade for him. Odd year, don't. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think I'm running this... Effing league. You think you know the scoring system, but how well, you know? Well, that's not the scoring system. I swear, I I didn't see Drew Brees on any. I'm gonna have to look at this again when we're we, done. We should sidebar this later. And... <laughs> oh crap! So who do you have him taking? Drew Brees? No, no. I I, I don't think I don't think Henry will take a quarterback. I think he'll I think he'll sit it out and wait for the the you know quarterback run to come, which I think will be round three maybe. Okay. Um. But uh, I would say, uh, I have Henry, and I think this is a guy you had going earlier, but I have Henry taking Brandon Cooks here. Okay. Wide receiver? Wide receiver for the Rams. Yeah, I think okay. he's a good pick here. All right. Damn it. Which brings <laughs> me to me at number 10. Uh, okay, D- Dave cannot focus anymore because he just found out that he made a <laughs> horrendous mess. <laughs> Keepers for me. Matt Ryan, quarterback. Damn it. 
Could have been Drew Brees. Devonta Freeman, Atlanta running back. Derrick Henry, running back, Tennessee. So if everything goes the way this has gone so far, which I'm all flabbergasted now, <laughs> my pick was going to be Darius Geis, running back, Washington. Hmm. Well, I and I, I have you down as being smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently I got to knock a few IQ points <laughs> off your profile. Um, I, honestly, I, 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 you know, everybody's got. Well, except for Brian, apparently, uh, everybody's got warts on their roster. So there's, you know, you, you've got guys that are that are iffy. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, you're you're gambling a little bit that Matt Ryan will suddenly have a odd year breakout. Yeah. Um, Gurley, you're counting on coming back, which I think you, I think that's a lot of overblown stuff. So Gurley. Devon oh, I'm sorry. No, Derrick Henry. Oh, Derrick Henry. Saying, yeah. Because yeah. you know he's on the he's in the walking boot now. So. She'll be fine. Okay, and then you, and then you, of course, Freeman. Now, of course, as soon as somebody hits him, he's going to get a concussion. So that's par for the course. Man. But no, I had, I had you taking. As good as I thought it was. You know, before I showed up today, Dave, uh, Dave, I had, was, I had the Super Bowl team. He was sitting back drinking mai tais, <laughs> figuring out the fantasy girl, and oh. now it's all gone to shit. Can we say that on this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's... Shit. Um, I actually had you taking uh, Tyler Lockett. Oh yeah. I, I tried that. That's like me with AJ Green. Oh, never works well. Not your guy. No. Okay. No. Okay, so ignore that one on my. On <laughs> well, my... <laughs> well I, I, I can tell you it's not going to be Tyler Lockett. Okay, so I, I'll I'll flip you with Roswell. Okay. I have you taken Julian Edelman. Hmm. She still have the beard. I I haven't seen anything. He's got the thumb injury, so he's not he's yeah. not playing right now. We'll, we'll we'll see about that. All right. Ah. Uh, this is falling apart quickly. <laughs> Number 11, Roswell Violators. Justin kept Melvin Gordon, running back, Chargers. David Johnson, running back, Arizona. Joe Mixon, running back, Cincinnati. Uh, he doesn't need a running back, especially if Melvin <laughs> Gordon plays. This yeah, is where I, even if Melvin Gordon doesn't play, he's still good. This is where I had uh, Julian Edelman going, same as you. Same as me? Yeah. We are we are like simpatico on certain things. Fifty six pick <laughs> number twelve. Fargo Force keepers: Saquon Barkley, Giants; Nick Chubb, Cleveland; Antonio Brown, Oakland. Now, the Antonio Brown circus has started earlier than even I thought it would. <laughs> Will he play? Now he's talking about quitting football together if he can't wear the helmet he was wearing last year. Have you seen why he's not playing right now? Yeah, his feet. He, he's got frostbite. Well, and I talked in, to, in California. <laughs> well, he went to some foreign country first of all. Was it France? Uh, and uh, had some cryogenic therapy chamber. But uh, I, I've seen these cryogenic chambers. You walk into them. You're standing on a floor. How okay. do you get frostbite on a part of your skin that isn't? open to the cryogenic therapy. It's covered by the floor. Everything else that's uncovered isn't frostbitten? Apparently just his feet. Yeah, the bottoms of his feet. And just the soles of his feet. Yeah. It it doesn't make sense. Maybe they should have defrosted the chamber before he walked in. (laughs) Like, why are my feet sticking? (laughs) Is is this Dan's chamber? (laughs) So I'm thinking it's all BS. That it's... well, I mean, doctors are saying wait, it's... Wait, Antonio Brown involved in a charade? <laughs> but uh, the whole helmet thing now, like he doesn't want to wear these approved helmets. 
Like if Tom Brady's going to do it and he'll be fine. He, Why can't you? Because well, uh, he's a drama queen, for <laughs> God's sake. He's got to find something to get his name in the press. So I, I'm thinking it's a good place for the violators to add a receiver into spot. And somebody that's going to be guaranteed to play. I like me a Kelvin Ridley right here. No, just off by a pick. Oh. But we're we're in the same we're in the same neighborhood. Okay, I haven't taken Robert Woods from the Rams. Oh, okay. Here. I mean, the guy had going to Henry. Yeah, safe guy. Uh, you know, puts up good numbers. It's great mm-hmm. offense. Uh, good pick here. I, I I like him a lot. All right, number thirteen, our championship runner up, the LaCrescent Hogs, keepers Jared Goff, Rams, Zeke Elliott, Dallas, Alvin Kamara, New Orleans. If Elliott gets into camp. I like the Hogs to look at wide receiver, and this is where I would have had Zach Ertz going or Tyler Lockett. But you have Ertz gone, you have Lockett gone. Yeah, but now you're going to throw him back, so it'd be something. Yeah, I'm throwing else. him back like a like a small fish. So if if Lockett was there, I would definitely take him here for LaCrescent. Okay, but based on what I mocked it out to be, I haven't taken Kelvin Ridley from the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, so one pick earlier. Yeah. And, and later. And, and, and that's regardless of whether Zeke plays. I mean, there's there, there's no running backs really worth jumping on right here. So. All right. Which brings us to our champion. And I don't know, after looking at these keepers, how he won the championship. Andrew Luck. Delvin Cook. Alvin, uh, Andrew Luck's a stud. Yeah, not last year he wasn't, was yes, he? Yes, he was. Oh, he, was a, he was a top. He, he wasn't as good as Matt Ryan, of course. He's, he still looks like a guy that's whittling well, furniture out of wood like the, all the other Amish guys. I'm, I'm just saying that somebody should tell him about the neck beard. But, I mean, maybe uh, who's the guy from Chicago that used to have the neck beard? Tom Kyle Orton. Oh, Orton, yeah. Maybe he should call, Orton should call him and let him know how good Dude, his life not is a good now, look. now that he shaved it off. Dalvin Cook, running back Minnesota, and DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver Houston. My pick for the champion, Mike Williams of the Rams. Okay. I, yeah, interesting. I, I think, uh, unfortunately, I think the, uh, no, Mike Williams of the Chargers. We, yeah, one of those L.A. teams LA, that yeah, yeah. no one's seeing they're, play anyway. They're going to merge and they're all going to play together. <laughs> um, it's be the Steagles again. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I had him taking, uh, I actually had him taking James White here. Just because the Delvin Cook thing scares me a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think there's, you know, a guy that catches that many passes every year and, Brady's getting older and older, and he's not going to throw the ball. He's he's now on the Drew Brees diet, where he's yes. going to throw the ball within five yards of the line of scrimmage. And yeah, him, and then let him run. Let him run. I mean, get all these vultured yards. I, I'm just saying. I think I think James White would be a steal right here. The year that Brad Johnson for Henry, yeah, when he was uh was a Tampa Bear was when he was in Minnesota. I think it was Minnesota. I, I remember that pissing Dan off all the time. Yeah, you. Th- Throw up behind the line of scrimmage and he runs. <laughs> Henry would get all these points. And <laughs> that's that's why you got to look at the situation. Uh, so there they are, the two mock drafts. You want to hang around and, and do the fantasy girl? Sure, I can help you. All right. Is it is it a model? No, it's actually one of your picks. Oh shit! That'll th- I should I should have done some research. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time to get into the club, have a drink, and look at a girl. Here we go. Nuggets of information. <laughs> People are scribbling on pads right now everywhere. <laughs> so here we are. We're in the club, everybody. It's time for the Fantasy Girl of the Week. And, and like I said, it's a fantasy girl that Wayne actually suggested. 
So we, we go. Check her out on the website, mycffl.com, on the Fantasy Girl of the Week page. There are so many, so I can't remember who. So, so we have with us this week, Emmy Rossum. Oh, what show is she in? I'm, I'm, she I'm, was, she's on that uh, HBO show, um, uh, Shameless. Shameless. Oh. Have you, have you watched the show? I, I, I don't have HBO. Have you seen um, Californication? No. So you don't have Netflix either? I, no, I'm an adult. I watch TV. I don't boy watch, bands. I don't boy watch, bands. I don't watch things on my little iPad and everything like all these millennials do. That I'm a truck driver. Where where they're sitting in the living room with a 64 inch TV and they're looking at their phones watching TV. Okay, so here here's here's the honestly. I thought about this on the way over here. Yes. So this is another sidetrack for everybody. So if you, if you need to get a sandwich or something, go go ahead. This Now's a good time. Get a sandwich with your drink. <laughs> no, but I started, um, you know, because I got kids. And so they, they all have, we have Netflix, Hulu, all this crap. I'm, yeah. I, I can barely watch TV. Everybody at work tells me that too. When they say, "Why don't you have Why don't you have Dish or or Direct TV or or um, it's, it's Uverse?" Well, and that's what they're saying. Well, this is cheaper. I'm like, no, you're paying how much for Netflix a month? Well, don't. It's shared. You can well, share. see, you're breaking the law. No, it's not. You can share Netflix with family members. It's a, it's a it's in the contract. Well, I understand that, but so it's not it's not it's still the law. costing somebody. Money. Yeah, but like nine bucks a month. Nine bucks a month. How much is Hulu a month? Uh, I don't know, less than twenty dollars. Okay, so let's say let's say twenty. Yeah. So you're twenty nine. How much is Amazon Prime? Don't have Amazon Prime. What other ones do you have? That's all I have. Okay. Well, well I have I have Hulu. Wait a minute. Hulu, Netflix. We're doing, I'm doing ads for Dish Network yeah. right now <laughs> yeah. and DirecTV and yeah, no, and, I, have, and I, have one, I have one other one, but I think it's like 10 bucks a month. But, but all these people at work are telling me, oh, I have, I have Prime, I have this, I have this, I have this. I'm like, okay, add up all those costs. What you're paying there is the same that you'd be paying to have one of either Dish Network, DirecTV. Yeah, but you don't, you don't get all the extra. You, like, you, like you don't yeah, get but HBO. Shit, nobody wants that? to watch. You get HBO with that. No. Dish, direct TV, sure, sure. Not, not for, not for. Uh, well, their base, their basic. No, yeah. not the base price. No, but okay. Onward and upward. Well, here's 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 why I digressed. Yeah, I I've found myself in the habit of I, like I watch like a millennial now, like I'll binge watch everything. I don't watch an like I I grew up like you, watching you know watching regular you had TV. To. Yeah, so you got you got an episode a week. For 13 weeks, then it went on hiatus, mm-hmm. and you had to wait for the new season to come out. Right. Well, now the things go on hiatus for two years, three years, whatever. They come back whenever they want to. Right. And so they just dropped um, Stranger Things, the new the new season. I don't know if you're into that. No. Love the show. Okay. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> The Upside Down. The Upside Down. There you go. See, you know about it. Well, I know about it. I haven't watched it. Oh, it's, 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 very, it's good TV. So the new episode, the new season came out. I watched it in a week. Now I'm pissed because now I got nothing to watch. I got I got no episodes. Live PD. It, it, okay. Um, uh, what's your Bachelor in Paradise? No, I, I don't watch any of your girl shows. <laughs> Dancing with the Stars is starting up. Girl show with with uh, uh one one of the dancers this year. One of the stars is a person that we used to photograph at Coles all the time. Really? Yep. Yep. Well, see. But. I think I, you know, but no, I I started watching Shameless. It's got uh, William H Macy in it, who I think's a really good actor. Okay, so I started watching it because of him. Dan loves the show. 
Oh, it's it, and hats off to you, Dan. I'm on I'm on board with the Shameless. Uh, I think it's you watch it for the nudity, but uh, I watch it for the storyline. <laughs> the story. <laughs> Same reason I read Playboy for the stories. Great character development. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's uh, I, I I used to watch Californication, which is uh, David Duchovny. Okay. And really good show, a lot of gratuitous sex in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shameless is it turned out to be the same thing, but it's a it's a it's a really interesting and it's it's a lot like Californication. Okay. Like a drunken father and a bunch of kids taking care of themselves. It's, you know, it's a, I don't know. It's a, it's a millennial kids. show. It's a millennial show. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Do you watch um, Black Sales? No. There's your binge watching. What, what's, what's it on? It well, it was on Stars. Oh, it's on regular. It's on regular cable. Yeah. But I mean, if you have HBO. Never heard of it. No, never heard oh, of it. Oh, it's, it's about pirate days. Oh, so it's it goes about, through the the history of all the pirates and it's how a, they. It's a historical thing. Well, it's not historical. It's more of a story thing. I don't know how realistic it is, but it it's the making the story of you know like uh, uh, Long John Silver and all that kind of stuff. And oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's it's really good. Dan okay. hates it. Okay, but you know. Well, you know, Dan and I have more similar tastes in this regard only. <laughs> um, and and your your boy band penchant and oh, wi- women shows is throwing me off a little bit. But speaking of women, yes, segue. See, see how everything turns around. It's fantasy girl time. Like I said, check her on the website mycffl.com, mycffl.com on the fantasy girl page. Amy Rossum suggested to us by our executive producer Wayne. She was born September twelfth, nineteen eighty six. There you go. Oh, on the clock. That's a. Uh, I either won or lost my ESPN fantasy pick, or what's it called? It's uh, the contest they have running every month where you streak of the month. Uh, I don't go streak on e- ESPN. I, I don't. I don't look at ESPN at all. It's mm. like the worst sports coverage. It's the only thing I do with them. But yeah, it's bad. So she's an American actress, television director, and singer songwriter. Multi talented. She, she's known for her roles in Shameless, Bingo, Mystic River. Mm, the day after tomorrow. No. And Phantom of the Opera. Okay, 0 for 3. <laughs> Emmy was an only child who was born and grew up in New York City. She only really knows her mother because her father left when mom was pregnant. So she's only met him twice, I guess. So I guess Shameless is a um <laughs> perfect show autobiographical for her. <laughs> thing kind of thing. She's a relative by marriage of designer Vera Wang, who was married to Emmy Rossum's cousin. Wow. She attended the Spence School in Manhattan. She received her high school diploma at the age of 15 and later attended Columbia University where she studied art history, French, and philosophy. My kind of girl. Artsy. Same as me. Yep. Uh, she has celiac disease. Dave went to the Sorbonne. The, the new millennial disease <laughs> in which the body cannot tolerate any foods containing gluten. Uh-oh. Good thing I don't have that disease. Man, that bagel ate this morning would have been killing me right now. <laughs> Here's your chance. The brown-haired, brown-eyed American actress and singer stands five foot eight inches tall. Is that picture all right for you? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, anything on the side? I I do. Top row, side, fourth one. Over. Side for the there for the for the okay okay. Um, stands five foot eight inches tall. She weighs one hundred twenty two pounds. Wears a size four dress. Her measurements are, and I got take. Either chest size or bra size, whichever you want to get closest. Well, to. I'm not I'm not multi talented <laughs> like Dan. I, I can't do it in multimedia, <laughs> but um, I, I'm I'm going to employ Dan's strategy. Okay. So now, if if everybody out there, I'm going to lift the lift the curtain a little bit for everybody out there. 
assume it's a, assume it's a model. Okay. Assume it, assume the the perfect measurements for a model are 36, 24, 36. Okay. Go one one inch either way okay. on any of those measurements. This is Dan's strategy. I'm just telling you at a time. How come I don't know this? It's a, go back and listen to every single episode. <laughs> um, okay, so she looks she looks smaller here than she does on TV. You know, but TV adds ten pounds. Exactly. So I'm gonna say she's definitely not thirty six. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go thirty five. Yeah, that's wrong. Thirty three. I, I was gonna go thirty four. I should have. Yeah. I I damned it. Yeah, she wears a 32B. Well, it's a 32 then. Well, no, that's the bra size. Okay, it's confusing. To bras me. don't come odd numbers, I don't believe. I don't date women that wear bras anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> waist. Okay, so... You need a better waist one? No, it, it doesn't, I'm guessing it doesn't matter. Okay. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the tried and true, 24. That's exactly right. Ding, 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 ding. Get... Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Grocer, grocer to the front. <laughs> and hips. Okay, so the top was 34. 33. 33. 24. Okay, stay with the tried and true. <laughs> 36. Well, you get a ding. It's 35. 33, 24, 35. Amy Rossum. Anybody can do this. <laughs> Your fantasy girl of the week. <laughs> and that's it, everybody. Remember, don't forget to get your uh, entries in for the Beat the Host segment. I'm going to take, take you all down. I've already got a strategy. Oh, boy. <laughs> you don't know where you're picking. <laughs> I still have a strategy. <laughs> so check out the, the rules on the website, mycfl.com, or listen back to the beginning of the show. We have them all right there. You got like an hour and a half to rewind <laughs> to get back to the beginning. Yeah, please rewind. Be <laughs> kind, rewind. And don't forget to put in your um, your five-star ratings. Exactly. I mentioned that, too. One of the best podcasts on the air. Wow. And if you've already, I'm going to give you a little insider trick here. If oh. you've already rated the program, go back. Sign off of the program, whatever you call it. You unsubscribe. unsubscribe. Yeah. Unsubscribe from the program, resubscribe, resubmit another rating. Wow. They only look at recent ratings. They don't look at historical. So all that matters is that it's done now. So if you've already done it, well, thank so, you. So you're, you're breaking the rules here, kind of. No. You're, you're playing with the you're. This is how Apple set it up. I'm just playing within <laughs> the guidelines they gave me. <laughs> So there you go. Send us your emails, cffpodcast at hotmail.com or dan at strap1971 at yahoo.com. Use the fan line, 414-520-8249. Leave us a message. We'll play it on the air if it's family-friendly. Close to family-friendly. Close, close. close. <laughs> and under four minutes. You can say shit. <laughs> <laughs> or send us a text. We'll read them on the air. Um, that's it. Until next week, because we are now weekly. And, and, you know, that's just the, the link to one program. Well, actually, maybe we won't do one next week because next week, Saturday, we have the CFFL draft. We probably won't have one next week. I should get prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Apparently, Drew Brees is available. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's it, everybody. Until next time. It won't be next week. It'll be the week after. Be good. Be good.